everything you need to know in order to succeed in marriage. From practical advice to current events, this is the EXO Podcast. Now here's your host, Brent Evans. Hey everybody, this is the EXO Podcast. My name is Brent Evans. Always glad to be here and with you. On the podcast, we're talking about life, love, how to pursue a healthy relationship with your spouse. We want you to build a strong marriage at Marriage Today, and the podcast is one of those ways we do that. So welcome. Thanks for being a part of this. We do this every week. Uh, We record these on Tuesdays and publish them on Thursdays, and we want to make sure that you have the most relevant and best information you can to have a healthy relationship. With me today is Caitlin Edwards. Hey, everybody. And uh, she has been a part of Marriage Today for about seven years, and she is very much a big part of, of the podcast and what we do here week in, week out. But today we have something special for you guys. We have some interviews that we did at the EXO conference mm-hmm. in South Lake, Texas, back in February around Valentine's Day. Going behind the scenes. That's right. We love Tim Ross here at EXO. He is the best. There's nothing he can't do. He's good as an MC. He's an incredible speaker. He's fun just to talk to one-on-one. The guy can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. This last weekend in South Carolina, he was there speaking and he was a DJ, fake DJ. That's right, VJ. VJ. He, w- he was uh, an MC, and then he did an interview segment with my mom, mm-hmm. and then he spoke in the afternoon. I uh, did a full session in the afternoon. So one man band. He really is, and everything he does is so great. So we've got a, we've got an interview with Tim Ross coming up on the podcast. We're also going to be talking to Clayton and Ashley Hurst. They're the pastors, the marriage pastors at Lakewood Church. Mm-hmm. Longtime friends of Marriage Today. Mm-hmm. They have a new book out called Hope for Your Marriage. At Lakewood, their big message, their life message is hope and giving people hope. So mm-hmm. it's really good. Uh, so Caitlin was a part of those those interviews with me at the uh, Extra Conference. So those are really, really good interviews with people who you want to hear from. Tim's funny, too. I mean, he's, Gosh, he's so funny. He's, uh, he's, he's, he used to be a comedian. He used to be a I'm comedian. I'm not kidding. There's nothing he can't do. He's got a church in Irving, Texas called Embassy City Church. So if you're ever in the Metroplex, you need to check out his church or just go online and look at it as well. Okay, so we have one more interview as part of today's podcast, and it's with a couple that came all the way from South Africa to the conference just to be at EXO Conference. Mm-hmm. It was their first time in the United States. So uh, they were actually on the Mediterranean cruise with us, the EXO cruise last year. They came and did that for the first time, and they loved it so much, loved the ministry so much. They traveled from South Africa to be a part of EXO Conference, and we have an interview with them, so you don't want to miss that as well. So please stay tuned. And we'll be right back at the end of the podcast after you watch these interviews. Hey, 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 we're live at EXO Conference here in South Lake, Texas. We have been doing a lot of great interviews today, and we have been having a great time here in South Lake. This is the weekend before Valentine's, so a lot of people are here. They're wanting to get their romance on, and it is happening. We've had uh, three sessions so far today, Jimmy Evans, Tim Ross, and Craig Rochelle, and back by popular demand, we have Tim Ross on the podcast. Hey, what's going on, man? I wouldn't want to have to follow that lineup. That's a good lineup. You say you say XO and you think Tim Ross because Tim is a part of, he's been a part of it for so long as an MC, but now the yeah. session this morning on submission. Yeah, absolutely. You rocked it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. That is literally like my life message when it comes to marriage. That's the thing that revolutionized my marriage with Juliet and the one that really got my attention as, a, as to my role as a husband. And so um, that's my go-to. That's my default message. Rave reviews. 
Thanks. Like, all around. Awesome. Social media, everybody's loving it. Great. So we are in South Lake, Texas at the EXO Conference. You still have time to find a host site, uh, exomarriage.com. There are sites that are doing this on demand as well. Next week, we're going to be in Tulsa. And uh, then we hit the road some more. We're going to South Carolina. You're going to be in South Carolina. I will. I'll be there. I'll meet you all there. So we are live on Facebook. If you have questions for Tim, we're going to be asking some questions to Tim later in the podcast from Facebook. So nothing's off limits. Nothing's off limits. Nothing. You can ask me whatever you want to. I'm an open book. I had a feeling. Yeah. So let me give you a proper introduction. Okay. You're the senior pastor of Mm. Embassy City Church in Irving, Texas. I am. Yes, you are. I am. I like that church. Fantastic church. Y'all started two years ago? Yep. September of 2015. Okay. Yep. And uh, y'all are running a lot of people there, uh, close to a thousand people last weekend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just... I, I tell everybody, you are one of my favorite preachers, pastors. Even today, you just bring a flavor that's so needed and refreshing and so good. Thanks, man. Um, and then you and Juliet have been married for how long? 19 years. May 1st, 1999 is when we got married. Oh, cool. So next year will be 2-0. Two boys. Two boys, Nathan and Noah, 9 and 7. Good. Yep. So you know your stuff, 19 years. Yep. You're a family man. Yes, I am. So I like that, you, you know, on the MC side, you bring the level up. But on the marriage session side, you brought the level up, too. So Thanks, congrats man. on everything, that, all Thank your you. success in life. <laughs> I appreciate you. It all seems to be happening right here. We're just going to keep her singing your praises the rest <laughs> I really of the night. I appreciate it. Uh, it's good. We're, we're also friends, and we love, we love you and you being a part of marriage today. So, okay, uh, we've got some questions for you, and ah. Caitlin has some questions for you, too. Yeah. Ah. I'm sandwiched by questions. What is it like navigating planning a new church? Managing your marriage, prioritizing your marriage. The church, uh, it's hard for pastors anyway, prioritizing their marriage yeah. between the church, between your family. What has that been like? Um, it's, been, it's been pretty good for us, but that's because we had boundaries going into it. Mm-hmm. I remember before the church started, I told Juliet uh, that I wasn't going to wind up like an absentee father and husband because we were planting a church. Right. Married to the and, church. Yeah, and her response was, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Right? So she didn't have a lot of confidence that yeah. that was actually going to be the case. Uh, but I really did put some pretty uh, firm boundaries in before the church started mm-hmm. uh, on when I was going to be home, how much I was going to be out uh, and, uh, you know, in the city, um, giving people information about the church. And yeah. so once we started, it was about three or four weeks in, Juliet was literally shocked and she was like, oh, my goodness, you kept your word. Yeah. I didn't think you could pull it off, but like you're home at a decent hour. You're not all over the place. How and do you do it? Is it delegation or how, how do you keep from being there all the time? It's delegation and it's um, intentionality, right? Mm-hmm. So like there was just some things I said up front. I won't be doing that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I won't counsel just everybody. No. In the, yeah, I won't counsel everybody in the church. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, right? right? Um, I can't be at every event. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can't preach every weekend. That's not going to happen. Right. And so um, I put those things in place and then I made sure that there was um, accountability uh, for me not to cheat. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest challenges uh, for leadership or for being, you know, a working spouse and, you know, having to get home at a certain time is knowing that the world's not going to fall apart if you get home on time. So many people think that they're going to get so much more work done from Mm -hmm. five to seven. Yeah. When they could be home eating dinner with their family. And so the world does not fall apart. Right. So so we have a um, series that we're in right now called Tortoise versus the Hare. And the nutshell is um, that we have a cultural value in our in our church called walking. We we walk. We don't run. 
And my theology and philosophy behind it is that Jesus was able to fulfill every Old Testament prophecy ever spoken about him during three and a half years of ministry without ever running to his next appointment. Yeah. Like the guy was just not like, oh my goodness, there's a woman at the well. Like right. I was supposed to be there. Can't talk to you right now. Right, can't talk to you right now. You know, Jairus needs the daughter saved. Yeah. You know, she's about to die and Lazarus, my friend, oh my goodness, I got to leave. Don't have time to feed these 4,000 people. There was a pace that he was able to sustain mm-hmm. and a lot of people followed him. A lot of people, everybody, every place he went, he got, everybody got healed. And so there's a pace that is sustainable for not just ministry, for life in general. Yeah, it's I had good. lunch with a pastor this week. He's from, uh, he's from Denmark. And he said he prayed about giving 10% of his time to, to the Lord. So he spends three days a month just completely like off the grid, just in the Bible and the Word. He said he thought it was so crazy when the Lord told him to do that. But it's amazing how much time is, he, he gets back. because He's never lost a second of time. Because, you know, if you give God your best, you give your spouse your best, it's amazing how everything kind of falls into place. Right. That's good. That's good. So, Embassy City, you're walking, you're preaching. Yeah. And you're teaching and you're walking the walk. That's right. That's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you've been a part of the conference so far. What's been your favorite session part, thing you've heard? Man. Uh, wow, do I have to pick a favorite? I, I think I told I, my dad there's a political politically correct <laughs> saying, say all of it. This is right. a safe space, just be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, Craig's session was amazing. Yeah. And um, for me, I was talking about this with my friend Mallory earlier. Um, we hear a lot of Craig's leadership stuff, and it's very serious, and it's very focused, and right to the point. Mm-hmm. Dude is hilarious. He's great. Yo, he was absolutely hilarious yeah. and practical. And um, said stuff for couples that they could actually use right now. I mean, everything, every one of his points mm-hmm. was something that you could incorporate into your life and use right now. So I thought Craig was great. He was good. And I never really heard him in the marriage context. He does a lot Me of leadership either. stuff, That's I've correct. heard. Yeah. And uh, I told him he was on the podcast earlier with uh, his wife, Amy. And uh, I was so excited to see that they were sort of able to share from both of their perspective how much marriage means to their ministry as well. So it's good. Good stuff. Um, Okay, we have some Facebook questions for you. You good? Sweet. I'm good. Let's go. Are you sure? I think so. (laughs) We we opened it up to anything, so I'm excited to see what they want to know. Okay, so as a pastor, you spend a lot of time with couples and young families. What are some of the things that they are struggling with related to their marriages? So the couples that you're spending time with. Yeah, so um, a lot of couples are trying to figure out that work-life balance. Um, Social media is another big thing. Um, (laughs) In what context? Well, um, really just how much time is consumed on there. And then there's a, there's a lot of things coming up with the younger couples. They really don't know where the boundaries are in terms of what is appropriate and what is inappropriate um, and really optics, right? I think that's a yeah. big thing is I don't see anything wrong with this and I don't care who thinks something's wrong. I know my heart. It's not. No, you don't want your good to be evil spoken of. You want to live your life in a way that you reduce the amount of innuendo or rumors that can be conjured like, up. Talking right. about modesty, or are you talking about them having relationships? I'm talking about relationships and even some of the stuff that they post. Mm-hmm. Hear me, let me tell you what's crazy. I've, I've actually um, been uh, traveling over overseas quite extensively for probably the last decade, and there's actually churches overseas that have uh, not invited speakers based on their Twitter feed. Wow, because of what they're saying? Because of what they're saying. Mm. And again, the mindset is kind of like, oh, I don't care if anybody judges me. I know my heart. But it's kind of like you do want to kind of care. This is a public Mm -hmm. space. It's a public medium. And um, in the same way that it's affecting some people's careers, it's affecting marriages as well. And so um, we're doing a lot of uh, 
counseling to make sure that people have um, a, a, a real holistic approach to their marriage and how social media is supposed to play a part. It's crazy how pervasive it is. It's, it's kind of terrifying raising children, to be honest. It really I mean, it's is. just, it's all encompassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be that way. So if you have boundaries and, and, and accountability, it's great. But like anything, anything done in excess is dangerous. And so mm-hmm. we just encourage people to have boundaries in those places. Sidebar, uh, I overheard a discussion with you. You were talking about how amazing the McDonald's is in Australia versus... Here. I don't want to get. I don't want to get you in trouble with McDonald's. No. I need to ask my sisters about that. They lived in Australia for a D- while. Did they? Okay. So, so uh, real quick side note: the food quality is so high in Australia mm-hmm. that you could actually eat uh, at the McDonald's there guilt free. <laughs> the McDonald's in um, America would only qualify based on Australia's food standard mm-hmm. as dog food. Stop. <laughs> it's crazy. Actual factuals. Actual factuals, yeah. And that's why yeah. everyone in Australia You're is so sh- beautiful. <laughs> He's in shock, bro. He's in shock. <laughs> dog food, bro. My kids Hashtag are like dogs then. dog food. Yes. So, okay, this is from Brianna on uh, Facebook. She says, how do you fall in love again? Uh, it's a great question, Brianna. I think falling in love again um, is intentional, uh, and I think it takes work, right? The first time you fall in love, it was probably involuntary. Your heart just, oh, my goodness, opened up to this person. Um, but if, if, if there's been some trauma in the marriage, uh, in, the, in the relationship to the point where it's caused your heart to become cold, you have to give yourself permission to love again. And that's why I say it's intentional. I don't mean that as a flippant answer, but I, but I mean you, you literally have to put your heart in the microwave and unthaw it. Right. Like You've got to put it on defrost for like five minutes and... Just let it go over and over again until you start giving yourself permission to feel again. Because when we've been hurt in a relationship, uh, the last thing we want to do is get hurt again. And so we put up our walls of defense. Mm -hmm. Um, And while we might protect ourselves from being hurt, we also protect ourselves from actually feeling love again. And so you can't have a wall up and have, you know, a wall down at the same time. You have to be intentional about putting it down. And, and sometimes that takes some work. And so I say be intentional about mm-hmm. doing that. It's good. Okay, we have one more question left from David. Uh, this is, what is the role of submission to each other in marriage? That kind of sets you up. Yeah, yeah you were just does. talking about that. So um, the role of submission uh, is uh, me as a husband, what I'm saying uh, in my covenant vow to Juliet is that uh, I will be sacrificial And I will find a way every day to show and express how much I love you. It's not just going to be with lip service, but it's going to be in word and in deed. There's going to be an action that follows that. Uh, For the wife, it's going to be I'm going to look for ways to honor my husband in a way that makes him feel like he is the king of my universe, of my world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if two uh, people, if a husband and wife are intentional about doing that every single day, you're going to see sparks flying. Yeah. Beautiful, like, 4th of July sparks flying in a relationship that keeps it passionate, that keeps it vibrant, because you have two people that are literally trying to outdo each other. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way to die for you romantically today, and you're going to find a way to honor me extravagantly today. That, that sets up a great marriage. It's hard to pick and fight when you're doing that. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. It's good stuff. Great answers. I don't think there's going to be any 
controversy for I don't, those answers. I don't think so. <laughs> Somebody can get a soundbite out of that, and they're looking for something. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, guys, thanks for, so much on Facebook for your questions. We love them. Uh, we'll be back later on with more of our guests, including the Fredericks, the Hursts, uh, some other of our guests tomorrow as well. Miles McPherson will be on, and the Willises. So great stuff. If you have missed any of the interviews, we'll be posting them later on in the podcast uh, as, as we go along. So we're live, like I said, in South Lake Texas, Exo Conference. If you would like to visit us on the tour, exomarriage.com, you can check out our tour dates. South Carolina, where else are you coming with us? Uh, I know I'll be in SC. Um, anywhere else, you all would tell me, and I'll just appear magically. <laughs> so, check the website. We'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. The, the Friday night for this conference is actually the big kind of crescendo for us, and that's when you kind of start your MC yep. gig. And Correct. My dad kicks off tonight with Jefferson Bethke and Max Lucado. It's a big lineup tonight. Got a lot of great stuff coming to you. So please ch- check out the tour schedule, but check out a host site next to you if you can. Because you can go tonight and check out the sessions tonight. It'll be awesome to see you there. All right, we'll be back later on with more interviews. We're coming back to you live, so stay tuned. Check us out, and we'll be back soon. Thanks a lot, Tim Ross, for being a part of this. Love you guys. Bye. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Matthew. Chapter number 14, verse number 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Let me tell you the most vibrant marriages that I've ever seen up close. They are marriages that have people submitted to Christ, submitted to each other, and submitted to the Holy Spirit. You would be amazed how many, how many counseling sessions I've been in over the past 22 years of couples that hear from the Holy Spirit a lot about their spouse, <laughs> but never hear the Holy Spirit about themselves. It's completely antithetical to what Christ said was going to happen in Matthew chapter number 14. He didn't say, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you everything about everybody else except you. <laughs> this is not what the Bible says. I'm going to tell you all the dirt on, on, on Tasha, and I'm going to tell you everything that Robert did. I'm going to tell you everything that Karen did. I'm going to tell you everything that Tim did. But I have nothing to say to you because you're perfect. Let me tell you, you are listening to a spirit, but it ain't holy, and the S is not capitalized. At that point, you are being counseled by a demon. <laughs> yeah, y'all didn't want to laugh at that. Y'all was like, no, no, ain't no demons were going to be in this seminar today. Anytime the only voice you hear in your head is a critical voice about your spouse, that's never going to be God speaking to you. The Holy Spirit is going to come and speak to you and remind you of everything Christ said. Scripture goes on to say that, that, that the Holy Spirit comes and he convicts us. 
He speaks to us. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing about being submitted. Uh, When you really start being submitted to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to speak into your marriage, ooh, he talks to you a lot. Hey, this is the EXO Podcast. We are live in South Lake, Texas. This is being recorded at our EXO Conference 2018 in South Lake. We're having a great time here. A lot of couples. We were sold out with 4,000 people here. A lot of people learning about how to have a stronger marriage, a better relationship, and we love it. We love trying to help people succeed in relationships and succeed in marriage. But today we have a special interview with a couple all the way from South Africa. Yay! <laughs> this is Jimmy and Razu. Yeah. Yeah. And I just saw you guys on the EXO cruise. Mm-hmm. We went from Venice all the way to Rome. And so, first of all, it's good to see you again. No, nice seeing you too. Nice seeing you too. Nice seeing us. So, what, what brought you guys? Y'all went back home to South Africa and then y'all wanted to come to this conference. First of all, introduce yourselves. Tell me where y'all are from. The specific I've been to, I've been to South Africa. So where in South Africa are you from? Yeah, uh, we are from Pretoria. Okay. Yes, and uh, pastoring Evangelical Presbyterian Church, and uh, it happened that uh, we we follow XO and Jim. Of course, I'm Jimmy, so <laughs> it has been that uh, connection. The Jimmy of South Africa. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And um, by profession a psychologist um, yeah but a pastor's wife and yeah we've been following Jimmy for a couple of years now mm-hmm. I'm watching him on TBN and really wanted to be here live um, to listen the, to this ourselves and the, the, the cruise was such a blessing for us that it really it ignited something that we feel we need to keep coming back to we were just saying, um, chatting together with, with my husband, that to, for us coming here, it's like taking a car to a, a major service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're taking our marriage to at least a once a year experience to, to get ourselves revived. It's good. It's really yeah. good. Also with us today is Teresa Thomas. Hello. And she's with Operation Hope and the Marriage Today coach uh, here yes. at the ministry. Um, Teresa, you're actually, are they staying with you? They are. I met them on the cruise and I really was excited to know them more and of course invited them to our home if they decided they wanted to come to XO and they took me up on it. I was so excited. (laughs) Teresa's home is awesome. She's Thank you. Yeah, no, she is. She is. Yeah. She is. We thought it was yeah. a joke, actually, when she said it at that time. We didn't think it was serious. But yeah, what a generous heart. She's got the definitely has the gift of hospitality, yeah, and she loves sure. to do it. It's for very sure. genuine. So it's good. Okay. So tell me about you know your story. I mean, you're you're how long have you been married? Kind of mm. what's the climate in South Africa for marriages and in your church? Mm. Just talk more about your life and marriage. Yeah, we've been married for now. I think it will be 13 years in in July. The times, so it has been a long journey, but uh, we we have enjoyed this journey. Of course, marriage, especially in the beginning, there are a lot of things as we taught here this afternoon. We we reflected, it mirrored some of our marriage mm. challenges, but we are happy that uh, we are still together and we are growing, and mm. we believe that with such a encounter and then we can also mentor others and, mm. and teach mm-hmm. and uh, with your dad it's always 
the knowledge and the wisdom um, it mm. always helps us to, to mm. say this is it we can we can do it also you know and last night we had we had dinner together and Jimmy pastors a church in South Africa and there there are hurting couples yeah. and they don't have a formalized marriage program yeah. and so they're so excited to get the resources yeah. to be able to take back to South Africa to teach more couples how to do marriage God's yeah. way yeah. so it was a great conversation yeah. we had last yeah. night yeah. yes yeah. praise God that's good very good so Ranzu in your practice so you have a practice uh, counseling and coaching people and, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, therapy? I don't necessarily uh, counsel and coach within the practice. It's something that we want to, to do from the church perspective. Um, in, in the practice, I do practice as, as a psychologist, but I'm an industrial psychologist, so it's more corporate work um, that I do. But, of course, the skills I would love to use now for the kingdom in the area of, of, of marriage, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Well, I've been to South Africa, like I mentioned, and I love South Africa. It's a, it's a beautiful country. Of course, there's so many different regions there. Pretoria yeah. yes. uh, is, how big is Pretoria? I mean, what is the, what is the climate like there like? I mean, are, are, y'all, are y'all able to um, really spread the gospel there? Are they receptive to it? Mm. Great question. Yes. Mm. Um, it, it, it's amazing. We've got a lot of churches, but obviously we have our local um, parish in, in Mamlodi Township and it's where we, we, we do pastoring work with mm. my, my wife. Mm. So yes, they, they, they are really receiving the, the word and they are on fire. They're, it's a very vibrant uh, uh, Presbyterian church and we are excited mm. about that, that mm. the, the Holy Spirit is taking it to another level every day. It's a yeah. new level. But I think the area of, of marriage is, is an area that needs a lot of attention. I, I, I don't forget the words that um, Jimmy said in the, at the cruise that really sparked something in my heart yes. when he said that um, the area of marriage is an area which affects the married, the unmarried, and even those that don't believe in, in our Lord. And, and even went as far as to say it's actually one of the biggest tools that people, pastors, can use to evangelize um, and get people to Christ. So, um, and I thought that rang true for me because we experience people of different kinds wanting to ha- get help in the areas of marriage, and we hardly ever get tools, even in the pastoral offices, to to do that. So, this platform really, for me, puts something in my hands that I can actually use to help the people at, uh, back home. It's great. It's good yeah. stuff. So this this is your first time though to the United States. That's yes. What yes. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> wow. well, it's I'm living amazing. up to everything that we've seen in the movies. I mean, we're just saying to her, the big vans that we see, and we're in Texas. And yeah, it's like, I mean, we're, you're, you came to Texas too, so yeah. this is a, a different flavor of, of what we have to offer in the states. Yeah. And everything's bigger in Texas. I mean, we have a big church here. We yeah. got big, you know, barbecue yeah. places and yeah. everything. Big like cars. That. Yeah. Big cars. Yeah. <laughs> good. So yes. I'm glad y'all, y'all made it here, especially yeah. since we just saw you in Italy. Yes. It's pretty neat yeah. to see y'all kind yeah. of world traveling and, and being yeah. a part of it. So what's, your, what's been your favorite part of EXO, the EXO conference so far this year? Sure. The opening. Um, I always love uh, 
Jimmy when yeah. even say, you know, yeah. it's it's beautiful. Yeah. He does it effortlessly. Yeah. And, yeah. and not to be biased, I also enjoyed <laughs> Teresa and the partner. Yeah, Neil, the that lawyer. Was good. Yeah, it was Thank you. Really cool. He's, he's begging a place to stay to sleep tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, especially when uh, the lawyer said, whatever happens to. You, you as a couple, it passed through the the kids. Yeah, so sometimes yeah, you forget to forget about the kids, and I think you are where you are because you have seen your your dad mm. doing something beautiful in his marriage. So I think I, I so far I really enjoyed. It. Yeah. What about you, Ranzu? What's been your favorite part? Yeah, I think the advocate to me stood out uh, as well. Um, just to get that awakening to, to realities that we sometimes take for granted when it comes to the issue of divorce. Um, I think I sat there and I said to myself, made a resolute decision that that is a door that I'm, I don't want to ever open and not even want to think about it sealed um, in, in my reality because it, it, it does affect the kids. It affects us in ways that the world doesn't volunteer the information to, 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 to wake us up to. So yeah, that was... That was quite um, hard truth. Yeah. It's good. Well, we are at the EXO conference, and uh, they were mentioning Teresa and Neil Prevost's uh, 10-minute session y'all did, kind of mini-session. Sure. To talk about uh, Operation Hope, really. That was awesome. That was Thank really, you. really good. Thank yeah. you. Neil had some great information, great nuggets of advice for couples yeah. who are even considering that avenue of divorce. So people who missed it, uh, Neil Prevost is a divorce attorney, and, and of course, Teresa is one of our coaches here doing Operation Hope. So she kind of unpacked what it would cost to do an Operation Hope session versus mm. what it would take to do yes. a divorce attorney session. It's really eye-opening. So great great stuff. I, I honestly really enjoyed it. It was, it was eye-opening for myself as well, even though divorce is not an option. Mm. Right, right. Um, being able to articulate that to somebody else who may be thinking about it going, you're going to spend so much money and time yeah. and all, waste it all yeah. on divorce lawyers whenever, if you just gave mediation or coaching a chance. A chance, yes. absolutely. Save so much money. Absolutely. Okay, this has been good. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks. It's good to see you again and uh, coming all the way from South Africa. When do you go back? Oh, leaving We're leaving Sunday. on Sunday. We're, uh, we want them to stay longer, but they've got to get back to their church. <laughs> yeah. okay. That's a long flight. Yeah, it is. Yes. It is. I think we flew from Worth Atlanta. It. We flew from Atlanta to Cape Town. Was it 15 hours or something like yeah. that? It's a long yeah. flight. 18 yeah. hours. Did yeah. you go to the safari? We did. We went to uh, uh, Londolozi, I think was the name of the place outside oh, of yeah. Johannesburg. Oh, yeah. Nice. And nice. so it's good. Okay. Tomorrow well, I think we're going to get them some cowboy boots before they leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, you need to see uh, a cowboy at some point in time, you know, cowboy hat and everything, six shooters. We have open carry laws, so you might see Yeah, yeah, you might. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good. Thanks, guys, for being here. No, thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you so much for being a part of EXO. If you want information about our EXO cruises, our EXO tour coming up, go to exomarriage.com. You can see all that we have to offer for your life and for your marriage. We hope you join us. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. This year, the EXO Marriage Conference is coming to a city near you. The EXO Tour is a one-of-a-kind live marriage conference bringing couples together in venues across the country. The greatest marriages come from two people who just go through it together and come out on the other side, and they win. 
Hear Jimmy Evans and many other remarkable speakers communicate on how to have a thriving, healthy marriage. Find an EXO Tour location near you and come together with other couples as we unite to strengthen families and start something new in your marriage. Even in the midst of something that you thought, I don't know if we're going to make it through this, when you come together and you lean on God together and you refuse to give up, He can do the miraculous Experience why so many couples call the EXO Tour an unforgettable investment for their marriage. We believe that your family has a bright future. For more information and to register at a city near you, visit exomarriage.com slash tour. Hey, everybody. We're back here at the EXO Conference 2018 South Lake Texas Gateway Church. We're having a great time. We just heard from Clayton and Ashley Hurst. They did a session here. It was phenomenal. And uh, now they're part of the podcast. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks. They've uh, just stepped off the stage. They've just, just stepped off the stage. The stage is so hot right now because y'all blew it up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank hey, you. thanks for having us. This, uh, this whole conference has been amazing, top to bottom. I mean, starting out with your dad and then uh, Tim Ross and Craig Rochelle and the rest of the lineup. I, I can't think of a better conference that goes on uh, that can really pour into and strengthen marriages. Yeah. It is good. And right around Valentine's Day, a lot of couples want to come and, and just sort of spend the time. They, they set this time as a way to invest in their marriage, which I love. And being around Valentine's Day, it's an easy win for, for a lot of guys to go, hey, listen, we're going to a conference. <laughs> so it's been good. So the, the session was good. Y'all are the marriage and parenting pastors at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. Yes. That's correct. Yeah, we've, uh, we've been on staff for about 13 years. Uh, we started the marriage and parenting ministry about three years ago. Three and, ago, and a half Three years, and a half years yeah. ago. And uh, so, yeah, it was something that leadership uh, wanted to really zone in on and really help and to add uh, staff and resources to really come alongside to help uh, strengthen marriages and strengthen the family. It's good. And most importantly, you have a new book out. We do. Hope for your marriage. We do. Hope for your marriage. We, um, you know, we, we have such a heart and desire to help other married couples, but it never, we never thought about writing a book. And so we actually... I'll make a long story short. We had someone, a, some, a faithful member in our church that told us, she was like, you know what? I feel like the Lord's telling me that you're supposed to write a book and don't worry. Uh, God said, he'll give you the words. My people need it. And we're like, uh, okay. You know, we're thinking she's crazy. <laughs> um, but anyway, she was very persistent about it. She texted us and, and we were just like, okay, we'll pray about it. But in our minds, we're like, okay, we don't want to self-publish. We don't even know how to do that. We, we know nothing. And about two weeks later, Clayton got a phone call from a, a friend of ours that we knew 25 years ago from an old, from our old church who had gotten into publishing. And he just called and he said, Hey, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but have you guys ever thought about writing a book on marriage? And that's how it all started. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. God's fingerprint was all over it. And and we're getting a lot of great feedback from couples that have started to read it and are walking through it. And uh, at the end of every chapter, there's questions that they could do on dates and kind of just helps to strengthen marriages across the board. Well, we're talking to a Facebook audience that's live. And if you're out there and you want to ask Clayton and Ashley a question, you can do that. And we'll be taking some questions at the end of this segment. Uh, Your questions. So they're... They're ready. They're ready for some good ones. Give them a hard one. Something that will really just (laughs) send them for a loop. Please. (laughs) All of our questions today from Facebook have been really good. They've been good. Good, good, good. Yeah, very tame. Nothing, yeah, nothing weird. 
so, no, this is great. So we're having a conversation. So if you have questions, please ask them. We're going to get to know the Hearst a little bit more. Uh, Caitlin, do you have any questions for them? Yeah. You guys talk about in your book a lot about your first years of marriage, and you talk about how you struggled or you realized that the struggles that you didn't know how to make each other happy. Yeah. Can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, you know, it kind of goes back to something your dad always says. We've learned so much from your dad. Um, you know, the, I was looking to Clayton to meet all my happiness, you know, and Clayton makes a great Clayton but a terrible Jesus. Your dad says that all the time. It's brilliant. And so, yeah, I mean, I was trying to look to him to fulfill all my needs, and I wasn't looking to the right source, which was God, you know. And once, you know, once we got through our valley and we realized that we needed to work on our communication and we needed to work on forgiving each other and we needed to humble ourselves towards each other, you know, we just, we started really focusing in on, okay, what does God say about marriage here? What do we need to do? What do we need to change? God, you be our source. You be our happiness. Um, you know, let us get everything we need from you. And you know, when you do that, when you focus in on, okay, Lord, what is my purpose here? What is our purpose as husband and wife? You know, when your focus goes up instead of towards each other, the result is happiness. Well, you do a lot of pre-marriage counseling at Lakewood Church. What, what are some of the things you ask couples before they get married? How are you, how, what is Lakewood Church doing and what are you guys doing to help prepare couples for marriage? What's, what's a common theme? Well, the common theme is we really encourage couples to go through our premarital uh, classes that we offer. And obviously one of the classes that we do on a con- constant basis is we uh, have Marriage on the Rock available that you guys use. We actually use that quite a bit, and not just in pre-marriage, but across the board. But uh, they go through uh, eight to ten different classes. That's something that we ask as a requirement. If they don't, if they're not willing to go through that, then our vantage point is is that maybe they're not ready to get married. Um, we we try not to do a lot of one-on-one uh, premarital counseling. We just feel like there's so much uh, more that's out there. There's so much more in uh, cases of resources that can really prepare them. And I know honestly, for me and for Ashley, the first time we went through Marriage on the Rock, we were like, man. Where was this, I think, 17 years ago when we first took it? My parents, who now have been married 55 years, they went through it the first time after 40 years, not as premarital, but just as an ongoing. And they said, you know, if we could have gone through this, you know, and so I think a lot of what we try to encourage young couples to do is, you know, the more resources that you can get in you, the more information, the more knowledge, Ashley was talking about that earlier, the more knowledge you can pour into you when you don't need it, the more it's going to come out of you when you do. And there's nothing that can prepare you better than a great premarital um, uh, resource like marriage to, uh, like marriage to, marriage on the rock. Uh, but there's anything that's out there. There's so many great resources, so many great books that are available. You know, and we've heard a kind of a theme throughout the conference of people uh, talking about, you know, um, if you had a car and you, you know, you took it out driving and you never did anything else to it, would you be surprised if it broke down on the side of the road eventually or ran out of gas? And I think a lot of times we don't look at marriage the same way. It's a constant. You have to constantly be putting gas in your gas tank for marriage. It's good. I liked how Craig Rochelle said uh, men can turn anything into a sexual thing. <laughs> and so uh, true. I so think funny. he said, I'll rotate your yeah, tires. Yeah, so my wife says, we need to get the tires rotated. Oh, I'll rotate your tires, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, so they've been good. So, you know, I know you're going to say politically correct thing. All of the sessions have been good. But really, what's been your favorite so far and what you've taken away? Because you all talk about marriage all the time. So being here, you actually get a chance to listen for yourselves. Uh, to me, uh, the th- the one that sticks out um, that I just keep going back to um, is uh, when Tim said um, uh, submission is sexy, you know, because submission is not just, I think a lot of times that, that phrase uh, in Ephesians just gets taken advantage of, you mm-hmm. know, submit woman, you know, you, I said it, you know, we're going to do it. And that's, 
but no one ever talks about Ephesians 5.21, submit one to each other. You know, and there is something that God had intended for us to do is ultimately we're running this race together. I, I tell people a lot of times, Ashley's running her race in her lane. I just happen to be running my race in my lane right next to her, and we're holding hands running in the same direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there's this submission. There's times that where she takes the lead or I take the lead, but ultimately we're running together uh, and going further in marriage. Yeah, that's good. I like Tim's as well. I loved his um, comparison of Adam and Eve and Jesus being our second Adam and Jesus doing it the right way. And, you know, we're the bride of Christ and that whole analogy. I, you know, we look at Ephesians 5 a lot, but that was just a different way to look at it. And I just, I love that. I took a lot of notes on that. Yeah, I was actually doing a podcast interview during some of Tim's, but I keep hearing it's awesome. So I have to go back and watch it. Yeah. So good. So we did a conference at Lakewood a few years ago. We sent out a survey afterwards. It's about fourteen thousand names, and they said communication was one of the biggest struggles. needs and struggles that mm-hmm. they had in their relationships. So I mean, now that y'all are marriage pastors and y'all work in the space, talk about mar- marriage and communication. I mean, how how do y'all address that need? I think to me, communication in marriage is something that you have to constantly work at. I think it's constantly evolving, you know, and I think in, in the beginning stages, everything's great. No, they didn't mean it. Uh, there's different phases of marriage. And when you're talking about communication, you have to be intentional. You know, I, I think we talk a, a lot about the importance of timing whenever you are, uh, whenever you're having a conversation about whatever it might be, uh, the tone that you say it in, you know, Jimmy talks a lot about that, just uh, the importance of the delivery. You know, and uh, there's been times where I've talked to guys about that. Uh, I said it's a lot of a lot of times it's like you are on the same team and you're throwing batting practice. You know, if you're the coach throwing batting practice, your job is not to try to strike out your player. It's ultimately to throw a ball to where they can work on their swing. Well, communication works the same way. And if you set your spouse up to be able to work on their swing, so to speak, to work on their communication, it's going to get even stronger. And so to me, that's that's been the biggest help for us with communication. Yeah. I think also the differences between men and women, that was a big one for us to learn too, because, you know, I know some men always don't fall in that category, but a lot do, you know, the, we mentioned it in our um, talk earlier, we didn't go really dive deep, but the whole fix it and listen. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That was such a challenge for us because he literally would try to fix every problem I came to him with. And in his mind, that made complete sense. It's instinct. It's just instinct. Have you seen the video? It's not about the nail. It's it's really, it's so true. It's It's brilliant. Yes. Yes. Guys, if you are watching Facebook, live uh do i'll let me help you when your wife comes to you and asks you and wants to talk about her day and talk about how you know hard things were just sit there and just nod your head and say honey i'm sorry you faced that i'm right here just keep talking i'll just listen to everything you have to say if somebody would have told me that (laughs) you know yeah he would have just told him that there was a parks and recreation show parks and rec show where um Forget with a couple. I think it was Rob Lowe was always trying to fix problems, and finally somebody told him to say, "Just, just say to your wife or to your girlfriend, that sucks. Like, just listen to her and just uh-huh. say, that feel sucks. my pain. Just feel my yes. pain. <laughs> That's all you want to hear. Just That's some sort exactly. Of- and you know what? Even to this day, even though I know, you know, we've talked about this several times. Even to this day, I'll start a conversation with, "Hey, I just want you to listen." And and then he's like, okay, great. Oh, fine. I'll right. just listen. It helps you know, if you set them up to win. Yes, I'm setting him up for a win. And, you know, I could be like, you know what? By now, 21 years later, you should know the difference between this and that. And it's okay that he doesn't. You're right. I want to set him up for a win. 
why would I want to set him up for failure? It's okay that he still can't decipher it. <laughs> and, and there are some times where I'm like going, what are you talking about? Of course I know that. And, and in, inside I'm thinking, oh, God, thank you that she said that. So You have a great wife because on our last interview, the podcast interview about Valentine's Day, you know, and, and just you saying like, this is what you can do. Like, this is some yes. ideas. This yes. is what you can do. Helping mm-hmm. a guy out. Some guys just don't know how to start a date or how to yeah. plan a date or do something like that. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so good to be. As women, sometimes we put out codes and we're expecting them to decipher our code, you know. And how how terrible is that for our husbands? Well, they can't pass a test they don't know they're taking. Bless their heart. That's I know. Why do we hearts. do that? <laughs> and so, yeah, I've tried to be a lot more intentional in what I say and do with him. And he's trying to do a better job of listening to me. Because sometimes, you know, men, they don't always listen. They don't always pay attention to what we're saying. Especially when we do try to What'd teach you just him. say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have some Facebook questions real quick before we close this segment. Uh, are you ready for these? Sure. Okay. Lathera, Lathera says, what do you do when you need counseling but one spouse doesn't want to attend? Mm-hmm. Lathera, I think what I would tell you is that if, if one of you doesn't want counseling and one of you does want counseling, uh, go to counseling. Uh, go ahead and go get it. Um, because there's, there's a lot of times to where there's things that you need to work through as a spouse that a counselor can help you with. And it could be that it's, it's making one small adjustment, one small um, uh, adjustment that can, uh, that can really help in the whole conversation and in the marriage. And eventually the, others, the spouse will come around, I believe. I would say also just get on your knees with the Lord. Lean in strong on Him because, you know, He created marriage. We can't do marriage without Him. And so I would say get as close and tight-knit as you can with God. Get His scriptures inside of you. Start speaking those out in faith and find some good friends that will strengthen you and not talk bad about your husband, Mm -hmm. but will really be there to comfort you and pray with you and stand with you for your marriage. That's really good. That's good. What is the purpose of marriage and how does it look practical? So, um, I don't know. That's kind of an open question that can we can philosophize about the, the meaning of marriage and the purpose of marriage. You know, I, I, I go back to uh, there was something that John Gray uh, mentioned one time. I don't know if it was at an EXO uh, conference or not, but he said, I never realized something so soft and curvy could knock off the hard edges of my heart. You know, that, that how God just allows you to, um, whenever you get married, that, man, I'm a better husband because of Ashley. You know, she sees my blind spots. She, she can speak life into the things that I don't necessarily see. And if I'm open to that, um, I'm so grateful that she's able to come along my side and say, hey, you know, how you responded here or what you said there, um, you know, maybe if you change this up just a little bit or maybe if you said it this way, uh, that's helped me tremendously. And I think that's how you... Um, um, you know, you become better at doing life together, being married, being parents and things like that. It's good. Anything else? I was just going to say it also, you know, we are all born selfish. We're all selfish people. What better person to get rid of that than your spouse? Either they're going to get rid of it or you're going to get super frustrated and get in fights. But, you know, I'm a much less selfish person because of Clayton. It helps you, you know, we're all here for a purpose and a meaning. Your spouse is there to help you fulfill that purpose and that meaning. And so for me, marriage is about we're coming together, you know, as a team and we have this purpose in life. You know, how are we going to fulfill that together? And it's yeah. good. Good stuff. You and like you it? add kids on top of that and any bit yes. of selfishness left in you is just dead. Gone, Gone. dead. Gone. Last question. My husband is so worldly and we argue a lot to his worldly thinking. I'm so tired of it. We've been married for 30 years and I'm done with it. What do I do? This is Dolores from Facebook. 
I would go back to your answer that you just gave about yeah. just getting on your face before God. You know, I, I remember a time my mom uh, was going to um, church with a group of women at the church. They were going to begin to pray for their husbands and get their husbands, you know, right with God and all this kind of stuff. And they began to do that, and God started dealing with them first, you know. And so to me, God will give you the wisdom that you need. God will give, him the, give you the direction that you need. Just draw close to him, and he'll give you the insight that you need to move forward. Yeah. That's good stuff. Ditto. I would say the same, back to the same thing, you know, get cl- as close as you can to the Lord, draw from him, get your answers from him as to what you need to do in your marriage and how you need to respond to your husband. You know, I know I told that story the last time we did the podcast, but I th- just thought it was so powerful of the, the woman who was praying for her husband and just, and the Lord spoke to her and he was not a Christian. She was, and she was just, you know, believing for him. And the Lord said, you need to forgive him and you need to love him and treat him with respect. And she was like, why would I do that? He's so mean to me. He, why would I forgive him? If he doesn't deserve forgiveness. And she, and he said, you know, how are you ever supposed to understand what unconditional love is if you don't have to love someone that doesn't deserve it? And so she was like, okay. And so she began to, to, uh, forgive him and it changed her even without him, um, asking for the forgiveness. It was changing her inside of her by forgiving him, even though, and two, two years later, she, she prayed and believed and was nice to him and kind to him. He, um, he thought to himself, oh, well, I need to do something nice for her. You know, what can I do? And she said, I want you to come to this Bible retreat with me. He ended up getting saved, changed their marriage. He, the Lord then began to speak to him about how he needed to love his wife. And they, you know, that was back in the seventies or eighties. Now they have this incredible marriage. Tell everybody about the Lord and what he's done in their marriage. So, so powerful. So yeah. good. Nobody's too far gone. Nobody. No. Yeah. All right, so we have had a great time talking with you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Your session was amazing. The podcast, I love what y'all have been able to do on the last podcast and this podcast, which is just share your story, talk to people about having hope for their marriage. Get the book. It's out, Amazon.com. I know you can get it. Get those rankings way up, guys. Go out and get it for yourself. Get the Kindle version right now, or you can order the book. I, I highly recommend it. It is a good book. It will give you or your friends hope if they're having trouble in their marriage or just need some some extra stuff. So. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? You. Just thanks for uh, for doing this. Uh, you know, I think um, everybody probably out there that are, that's listening, you know, anything that you can do to support Marriage Today, uh, yeah. everything that you're doing to help marriages around the world, we, we can't thank you enough for everything yeah, that you guys absolutely. do, the conferences, the, the tours, the books, and different things. Uh, we're grateful. Thank you so much for being a part of the EXO podcast today and listening to all of these incredible interviews from the EXO conference. If you want to find out more about all of our conferences, where we're going on tour, to find out more about about our speakers or anything that we've talked about today, visit exomarriage.com forward slash podcast and you can check it all out there. Good. Thank you so much, everybody, for being a part of the podcast. We are here at Marriage Today every day trying to serve you better. So check out all of the feeds that we have. Caitlin mentioned go Subscribe to the feeds. It's really something that you can keep as a regular discipline in your life by having good, strong marriage content a part of that. We're posting clips from my dad's teachings, from all the people that speak at our EXO conferences, as well as this podcast. So please subscribe. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of today. And we'll see you next time.